presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for season two, episode number three of the Wise Words podcast. I am your honored, humbled, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt, Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and get some of the best knowledge and insights on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric names in all of the sports gaming industry. Now, my friends, I think I can speak for the entire TTL crew in that we hope you have enjoyed Season 2 of the Wise Words Pod so far, opened it up with an absolute legend in Yanni the Greek Corrales. Then we segued into a sports grid legend in Kevin Walsh Jr., And my friends, we now bring in yet another legend in the sports gaming industry for episode number three here today. A a man that I am honored to call friend and uh, am honored to have him here on the show today. Now, before I tell you about that man, you know there's one other fella that I got to bring on the show here today. He joins me on every episode of the Wise Words Pod, just like he does on the TTL Pod, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know him around these parts as the man, the myth, and the degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let me not forget the TTL's resident South Sider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armags, Magnuson. Partner! How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be any better. As you mentioned, the resident cheesehead, who would I be if I don't make any type of mention on this show? It Stop is Bear it. Packer Stop Week. It. Coming off a of bye week onto uh, Bear Week into Sunday Night Football. Hey, uh, I don't know about you, but cup. I've seen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but if, uh, if you haven't seen this story before... You know, maybe uh, don't uh, read into any spoilers, and I'll uh, let you uh, be surprised as to what exactly is going to happen on Sunday night. But nonetheless, I'm fantastic, my man. I'm ready to get rocking and rolling with today's guest and today's show. No doubt about it. I will concur with you that maybe I have seen how this movie plays out before. Maybe it's not the most ideal for my side of the football. Maybe I'm not looking forward to this upcoming Sunday night. Maybe I also... Don't talk about it anymore on this here show. Glad you're doing spectacular over there, my friend. You look good on your end of the world, and I'm hoping that our guest looks good on his end of the world and he's ready to rock and roll. I think he is, so I think it's time for me to tell you about him. As per usual, unless, partner, you got anything left? No, sir. Go right ahead. Okay, my friends. Well, then it is time for me to bring in our third guest of Season 2 of the Wise Words podcast, who is an East coast legend and he's been making moves in the sports gaming industry for decades now i've already said it but once again we are incredibly humbled to call him a friend of ttl and the fact that he has decided to share about 30 to 45 minutes of his hard-earned time with me and mags You can catch his daily show each morning on his social media platforms, The Breakfast Bankroll, with co-host Scott Webb, who is also a good friend of the TTL crew and has been for quite some time. And this man is the founder and CEO of East Coast Sports Investors, your home for sports investment that specializes in strict money management skills to help help clients turn a daily and long-term profit. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome in professional sports betting analyst and sports better with over 45 years of experience in the industry. 2017 RotoWire Online NFFC, that's National Fantasy Football Championship 
champion. 2017 NFFC Classic regular season champion, and oh, 2017 NFFC Classic overall champion. All around knowledgeable human when it comes to the world of sports gaming, and let me not forget, Boston man to the core, Mr. Jeff Dawson. Welcome in! There is absolutely zero chance I can live up to that intro. If I can bottle <laughs> up that intro, make sure I get this tape when we are done here. Holy moly, where have you been all my life? <laughs> hey, I tell you, Jeff, I've, I've joked with our guests in the past. I said, look, I don't need to make content anymore. Hell, I don't even need to handicap anymore. I just need to go hang out with all the guys that have already made it, and I'll just do all of their intros, and we just call it residual. Everything will be good from here on out. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I appreciate your <laughs> kind words so much. Thank you for that, and thank you for gracing us with your presence here today. Uh, how you doing over there in the East Coast, my friend? Well, I guess most of the people in my neck of the woods are doing great. The Patriots are 9-4. and four. They are the number one seed. They head into a bye with a week off, and they get ready to travel to Indianapolis, which won't be easy. And then they come back for uh, a rematch with the Bills. But overall, uh, it's buzzing here. It definitely is. I've seen this script a lot before where they start slow, and then they just get on this run, and it doesn't matter who you put in front of them, whether, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, they just keep winning it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, speaking of that script, I uh, I was talking with Riley today on our daily show, time of recording on Tuesday, and I said, man, you know, it doesn't matter for Bill what they do in September, doesn't matter in October, and most of the time it doesn't even matter in November. What they start doing in December, January, and most important, February is what they really care about. And 7-0 and straight up, ATS last seven games, the Pats are rolling, my friend, rolling, rolling, rolling. But I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have plenty more to talk about in the Pats. Maybe we'll even get to a little bit of a State of the Union uh, from our kind guests there here today. But before we get all into that, let's uh, let's get into the nitty gritty here, Jeff. Kick things off. First things first. Tell us a little bit about your time in the industry. How'd you get your start? I want to know a little bit. I know I said 45 years in the industry. I know you uh, got a little uh, maybe a start sometime in in middle school, maybe. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Um, what are some of the different jobs you've held in the industry? And uh, what kind of led you to ECSI and, and where you're at now? Kind of everything all-encompassing. Who is the legend, Jeff Dawson? Your math is very good. Obviously, you're a numbers guy, uh, uh, and you've done your homework, okay? Uh, uh, as I told our friend when I first met him a couple of years ago, Dave Sharapan, the story, and, and I'm going to give you guys the story, and your math was spot on. Uh, 1975, so I'm going to date myself. I just turned 55, okay? So in 1975, uh, Red Sox played the Reds in the World Series. And so my first official bet in fifth grade was 50 cents on the Red Sox to beat the Reds. And obviously, you know, like most gamblers, you go down in flames. And I, I went down <laughs> in flames in seven games. I got the glory of Carlton Fisk, you know, pushing the ball fair in game six and lost in game seven. Uh, from there, I, I don't want to say I was off and running. I always enjoyed sports. I really did. So as you guys were growing up, you can reflect here. I was the guy in middle school, seventh, eighth grade, handing out the football cards, you know, pick up the four winners, put 10 bucks down, go four and oh, and collect your hundred bucks. Uh, in high school, the same thing. Uh, I was the guy also that was betting on the weekends with the teachers, five bucks here, 10 bucks here. I was that guy. Uh, move on go to college um i was the guy that was chasing down the new books you know i really started to pick up steam in college i enjoyed it uh i thought i knew a lot there was no internet back there uh, i mean i'll date myself again this uh, graduated high school in 84 so we're in the mid 80s here um no no internet no cell phones um Quick story, my senior year in high school, I'm taking computer programming and I looked up at the teacher and I says, why in holy hell am I taking this? And he, looked <laughs> at me and he says, Mr. Dawson, 
believe it or not, in 10 years, the whole world's going to be computerized. I'm like, yeah, okay, pal, whatever. <laughs> sure. and, uh, he was right there. So um, I had five newspapers. I mean, we're talking the Herald, the Globe, the Post, uh, the USA Today, the National on uh, Fridays. And you would get steel lines. You wouldn't get your uh, West Coast scores. And then came the 900 numbers where you could get the updates every 10 minutes. There still wasn't any of the crawlers going on. Uh, ESPN was there and no one else was really there. Mm-hmm. But it was infatuated. Loved the game. And, and so I say I have 45 years of experience from truth. My first bet was, you know, when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. So high school sped up, um, you know, the degenerate. That's what I was. I was the degenerate. Uh, I would have three books. I would lose with two books and win with one book and have to pay out those other two books. And, uh, and, and you know, and that's how it was. And, and truth of the matter, how I got into this industry, and this story is the 100% truth. Late 80s, early 90s, I worked for two Boston sports services. And so you would walk into the office at one o'clock, there would be a game on the board. Um, let's use last night's game and let's say Buffalo minus two and a half against the Patriots. Hmm. I would pick up the phone. I would introduce myself. I would say, uh, my name is Jeff Dawson. I'm from East coast, uh, picks and I got your name from a great service. Uh, I got a winner for you tonight and I'm just trying to pick your brain. I got a two minute window here. Colton, how'd you hit him this weekend? And then you're like, well, uh, I did. Okay. (laughs) Right. Do me a favor. Okay. I try to figure out what you play on a game and you'll say, I'm a, I'm a 50 to a dollar player. Okay. Put a hundred on Buffalo minus two and a half. When this wins, cause it's going to win. Here's my 800 number. Make sure you call me tomorrow. And I got another winner for you. There Hang you go. <laughs> yeah. So now it's all about volume guys. It's all about volume. Mm-hmm. I pick up the phone and I dial Riley's number. Hey Riley, this is Jeff Dawson, East coast sports, uh, East coast picks. Uh, how you doing? How'd you hit him over the weekend? We were an amazing 12 and three. We are on fire. <laughs> and I got a winner for you tonight. How much do you play a game? Ah, I'm a small player. I'm a quarter 50 player. Good. Do me a favor. Okay. Let's step out on this. Let's put 50 bucks on the Pats plus two and a half. Okay. When this wins, because it's going to win, we don't even need the points. It's going to win outright. You're going to be dying for my 800 number. Here it is. When it wins, you call me. Okay. So what did Love I do? It. I split the board. So it's all about volume. So the key is to get out as mm. many games as you can. Let's say you got out 100 games, 50 on the Buffalo, 50 on the Pats. So what happens today is you get to the office and the 50 guys that were on Buffalo is blowing up that 800 number because they're <laughs> a $50 player turned into a $500 player that night. Of course, I stepped out. I lost the rent, the mortgage. There's no Christmas this year, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> And what I do is I throw three games down your throat, hope to go three and oh, two and one at worst. If I go one and two, I just rip your number up or I give it to my colleague to the left. Sure. Riley wins. Riley's not going to call me, but when I call him back, he'll answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeff, I didn't know you from Adam and I had a Christmas party. I didn't wager on the game. Yeah, you know, just trying to push her away. And I'm like, okay, Riley, well, listen, you missed out on that. But tonight I got a winner that's going to knock your socks off. Could pay for your Christmas. Here's the deal. Take um, take the Nets tonight, minus two points at Dallas. And when that comes in, that will show you some what we're all about. We will now be 2-0. and And when you call me up, we'll talk about a deal. And that's how the game was played in the late 80s and early 90s. And I'm going to mm. tell you guys this. It's still going on out there. And that's the travesty. That's the real travesty uh, on some of these shysters out there. And at some point, we'll get into that. But that's how I got involved into the game. It was short-lived. It was three or four years. Uh, Had some great runs. Uh, uh, There was a gentleman uh, in Georgia that had a lumber yard that was betting five uh, five times a game. And I went 10-0 and for him that week. He won 50 dimes. And it was 20%. That was the deal. So he sent 10 dimes back to us via Pony Express. Mm-hmm. And my cut on the 10 dimes was 20%. So the company took 8000 And for all my hard work, I made two win, which back then was a nice score. Yeah, sure, okay. sure. But 
as I got older, I needed to do this now on my own. I bought some lists. I tried to give out winners. And again, still no internet, no social media, no cell phones or nothing. Um, it didn't last long. But what happened, guys, is I became infatuated with the numbers. How does Vegas come up with a total of 230 in a basketball game in the NBA? Okay. And after 48 minutes, the final score is 120 to 110. It just blew my mind. Mm. And I'm like, mm. I just became infatuated and I wanted to learn how. And that's where I started my craft. In 2015, January 1st, I had already been on Twitter for a half dozen years following gambling Twitter. I'm like, these guys don't know as much as me. There is no way in hell they're better than me. Sure. And I, I went live. I, I, I went live. I created i told the wife i says i'm taking the leap of faith and i am going to spew knowledge and i am not going to be a gambler i'm going to be a sports investor i'm going to be your sports broker so i started january 1st 2015 this january will be the start of our seventh year um i got chastised for a year and a half how is it not gambling sports investing who the bleep do you think you have blah, blah, blah. well now if you go on social media everyone's a sports investor and i'm not going to tip my hat or bow but i'm going to bow because i'm telling you i did one thing first and i got chastised and, and it is what it is and currently now we got uh, just over 200 clients worldwide um we send out uh, a daily alert which comes via text and via email um with our breakdown on the market uh we could have one to three games a day saturday we could have one two or three uh, alerts that come out you know uh, even though there's 100 150 games you know we might have on that day five to seven games um we uh we don't win every day we don't win every week we don't win every month but i can tell you this in the six years documented i pay an accountant we are hitting just over 56 percent and so the name of the game is simple 51.9 percent you're breaking even 52 to 54 you're considered sharp Anything over 54%, you're considered making serious bank. And But everyone's different. They don't just take my place. They're action junkies. They want to have a little say in the matter. Um, and lastly, what, what I'm most proud of is this, is if anyone here watching and listening is bored or never heard of us, take two seconds, go to Google search, type in sports investors, and you will see right here, we are the number one ranked sports investors in the whole wide world. There you go. From the jump in the <laughs> fifth grade, making a 50 cent bet with a classmate to we are now the number one on Google sports investor. I absolutely love it, Jeff. Uh, much like you, my friend, I am a numbers guy. I know you got to call that out <laughs> at the beginning there. But yeah, that's uh, that's what made me fall into, uh, in love with sports betting as well. Why does Vegas set this number? How in the world did they know that this was going to end two and a half? How did they know that? And I just fell in love with it from there. So I can really resonate that. And I know Mags too. Um, we love the number side of things. And hey, 56%, that ain't nothing to scoff at, my friend. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So uh, I appreciate that answer. Everything all-encompassing uh, Jeff Dawson and East Coast Sports Investors. Partner, if you could be so kind, let's keep it rolling. Most definitely. Jeff, I'm curious, um, you know, you, knew, you mentioned at the top as far as some shady practices that still go on. How important to you as, is uh, transparency, even still in today's age, because everyone loses, like you said, you're 56%, but for a lot of people, you know, losing at 44%, they want to, you know, they want to find somebody who's unprecedented 80% winners, and you still, even when you lose, you have to, you know, you have to own up to it. How important to you is that transparency? I start uh, an open relationship with uh, a potential client, and I, I start very simply saying uh, trust isn't free, it's earned, and it's also a two-way street, okay? If you don't trust me, then how can I trust you? And, and to succeed in this business, it's a long-term business. Anyone can go on a, on a heater. I, listen, in 2017, we were number one in the world. We went 30 and two between conference championship up until the final four in in uh, 2017, okay? And there's guys that say they've had great runs. I've never had a run like that. I'll never have that again. Uh, but my point of this is 
on social media, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be seven foot two, two eighty, and meanwhile you're five foot two, and, and, and you know you're, you weigh ninety five. You know you create that, and that's what happens on social media. Uh, people that shout out, "I want to see the tickets," show me the tickets. You can go and create an account and make bogus ten thousand. $50,000, $100,000 tickets. Those tickets that you see people hitting 15, 18, 20 legged parlays, they do come in, okay? But you don't see the 999,000 that lost. And most of those that you do see are Photoshopped, okay? So transparency is 100% a must. A lot of the guys that are on social media have changed their names a hundred different times. They've changed their face. You don't even see their face go to their website they don't have a website or they have a 99 dollar um when i started i says i gotta separate myself i went to web.com and i started for 119 dollars, so i would have a better landing page and then i reached out to tim evans who's from the chicago area uh he created a professional website and it cost a lot of money but i wanted to put what i am making and put it back into the business. So you there there are telltale signs there that you can really sniff out a scandy cap or, or whatever you can have. If you don't have transparency, you have nothing. The guy that's got the duck boats and parades because they're on a 7 and 0 heater and then there there's no they're not found on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and then they miraculously pop up on Saturday with a a, a card that's going to go 13 and 0. So you can sniff them out a mile away and it's a must it's a 100 percent must yeah totally agree would you say that's i mean as far as uh you know being the founder ceo of ecsi would you say that's the reason why you have you know you're not really concerned about any of these smaller pages like that kind of coming and eating into any of your clients or is it just you know your success as as handicappers that you would feel confident that you don't have to worry about those type of guys I'd say a little of both because what yeah. ha what really happens in in this business it's a burn and turn business because it's all about numbers it's all about regression okay so so if someone on social media is touting the fact that they're 19 and 1 in their last 20 which they could be I'm not saying they're not and you want to jump on board with them now well you already missed it you missed their run sure okay so <laughs> so so to jump on board then is useless and you're just a name and a number. So instead of Colton Sharaka of Chicago, Illinois, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're just Colton and you're just Riley 101 and 102 of the 504 or whatever the area code is. They mm -hmm. don't want to get to know you. They could give rat's ass about you guys. You already paid. So it, it doesn't matter to them. Sure. Okay. So for us, it's all about long-term. That's what it's about. So I want to know about Colton. I want to know about Riley. I want to know, honestly, what got you here? What's your expectations? What are you looking for? And so we could build the trust together. We can build that bankroll. And I don't want to see you just for football season. I want to see you for March Madness. I want you aboard for the first pitch. I want you here for the Masters. I want you here uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Hey, let's talk shop at the MLB All-Star break. And now let's start talking for the rest of 21, uh, 2021 into 2022. And that's what happens. And you get people here with that are short-minded, that think you're a scratch ticket, that think this is a get-rich <laughs> thing, and it's not. So it's there's a lot of people that don't last because they can't handle the ups and downs and the ups and downs. Hey, you know, we were down four and a half units going into Sunday. We rattled off 7.16. So we netted 2.5 units. We just turned the page, you know, and the goal is every day's the same. It's one unit, one game at a time. And that's what it is. And, and so if you're in it for the long term, there is no one better than ourselves. If you're in this to get rich quick, if you're an action junkie that's in a, hey, hey, we we go three and zero, and it's five o'clock on a Saturday, and I haven't sent the second alert up. The newbies are like, hey guys, what's going on? What's next? What's next? You know how hard it is to make three units in one day. 
Well, my God, you got the 7 o'clock game. You got the 9.30 game. Don't forget the Pac-12 game. And, oh, by the way, Hawaii's kicking off at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I'm love not it. that guy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And partner transparency, man, I'm so glad that's where you uh, you took with your first question. And um, to kind of build off of what you were saying there, Jeff, and, and it really says with ECS, or it sounds like with ECSIs, you guys have really have that community. And that's what we've always tried to do with, with talking the line is not be those scamdy cappers. I love that you said that too. Um, actually have a face, have a name, have a voice. We try to be live on our Twitter, our social medias every single day. We try to make additional content. Somebody comments on us, let's comment right back. And we were always live. We have that transparency too. Always just, hey, here's what we did yesterday. Shit, I went one and three. And sometimes, hey, it happens. I went down some units. Now we went four and oh. So I can, everything you're saying, I can totally resonate with. And, and also those ups and downs. That's that's what really uh, gets people to come in. They get on that 19 and three run. Oh, here we go. Everybody will rock. And then all of a sudden, oh, and 15, because that uh, system was maybe just going and finding Jeff Dawson's plays that he was putting out somewhere. And it really wasn't a system whatsoever. So we know exactly I, 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 what you're talking about. In that 2017 run, there there was a, a gentleman that signed up for the uh, March Madness package that we were running, and he was from Australia, and he he lost everything during the football season, and he caught the run at the right time, and I won him about fifty thousand dollars, and he initially told me he was a five hundred dollar player, he went to a thousand, and as we were rolling, he put it up to fifteen hundred and two thousand again. And I was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He wanted to send me and my family down to Australia for two weeks. Come live with us. Let me show you the beautiful Australia. It sounds great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that never happened. But what ended up happening is we got into baseball. Now, there's a there's a big time change, too, in the Australia to where we are in the States. Mm -hmm. So now he's now missing the winners and playing the losers now he's getting frustrated so now i'm like dude you made your score you just said you lost a bazillion dollars and we just made you 50 dimes here okay let's set 35 dimes aside that's for your that's where your he was a painter that's for your business that's for your family if you want to piss away five ten dimes go ahead he wouldn't do it he's playing soccer around the clock he's playing this around the clock and, and the, the sad part of the story is he peed it all the way. And then come August, he's trying to send to me, my accountant, and uh, some other people that um, I'm not who I'm, I'm not who I say I am. You, you, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're losing. I want my money back. I'm like, what are you talking? So I got my accountant sending spreadsheet after spreadsheet. Dude, here's our plays. Here's what we did. Here's the numbers. He finally faded away. I felt bad for him, but this is what happens here. Mm, absolutely. Transparency is so key. It really, really is. And that's what I respect from you, too. Um, even though, Jeff, like your main is is the the all of the sending out the alerts and, and you can obviously go to um, EastCoastSportsInvestors.com and see all of that. But you still have that that Twitter presence, that social media presence. That says, hey, I'm a real human being, man. I do, but I'm, I do this, but I'm a real human being at the end of the day. So I really appreciate that from you. But keeping the proverbial wise words podcast train steaming on down the tracks. Second question for me, my friend, um, you mentioned something that we love to, uh, we love to say here at, at TTL is we're good old fashioned degenerates. We, and when you're a degenerate, you know what that is, you know, it, it, there's nothing that'll stand in your way from making that next bet. Now, obviously we make sure the lights are still on in the house, the clothes are still on the back and everything, but we got to have action. Now, I ask this question to every single one of our guests because there's just such a wide breadth, I guess, of just the different types of answers we get because of so many different processes there are out there. And Mag's shaking his head. He knows where I'm going. Um, so, Jeff, let me ask you this. What is the number one piece of advice that you would give the brand new better who just downloaded XYZ Sportsbook or just walked into XYZ Brick and Mortar Facility, whatever the case might be, and they're ready to hammer in a play but don't know really anything about anything at all. What would be your number one piece of advice for that person but the Daily Degenerate can take note of and add to their process as well? I know it's a good one. I know it makes you think. <laughs> I guess the money management is is – in my eyes, the most important. In other words, if you're stepping to the window, everyone expects to win. 
I get that. Everyone gets that. Why would you not? I mean, otherwise you could just give the money to someone else. I mean, why are you playing the game? Because you would, you think you have an edge, or maybe you just want some action. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess the 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 what I would say is, initially is, don't expect to win. In other words, when you talk to someone that wants to get into these lanes, and we talk about, well, what's your bankroll? Well, uh, uh, here's a perfect example. What's your bankroll? Uh, uh, my bankroll's $1,000. Well, if you looked them straight in the eye and says, okay, well, do you know what you should be playing per game? Yeah, I got a $1,000 bankroll. I'm probably going to play to start, you know, 50, 100 bucks. If I really like it, I'm going to play 150. I might step on the gas and put $200 on it. Because they're in their mind, they have a thousand dollar bankroll. I mean, the real rule of thumb is two to three percent. So if you if someone has a thousand dollars in their pocket or that's their bankroll, and I look you straight in the eye and I say, okay, you really should be betting about twenty five dollars a game. Well, that does nothing for me. What that? What that? Why do I want to bet twenty five dollars a game? Mm. That's my point. Because the, the, you're not getting the adrenaline. The, you're not getting the fact that you're living off of every extra point every pick six, every walk-off three, every missed free throw. And that's where they got you, the adrenaline. They're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I should have won. Or or you get the walk-off three, and I had it all the way. And then you're getting ready to run to the window. Why? Because there's another game coming on. And I just – I love – it's a drug. I love mm-hmm. that feeling, and I'm chasing that feeling. And so it's bankroll management. It's – that two to three percent. Listen, we can build on that. You know, if you had a thousand dollars, let's start at twenty-five to thirty dollars per game. Hey, we have a nice couple of weeks. We can go to thirty, thirty-five, and fifty, and build that bankroll. Mm. But you know, I I, t- I say this story very simply. You have five thousand dollars in your pocket. You walk down to the corner to EF Hutton, and you want to invest five thousand dollars into put a portfolio together for the stock market. Okay. Mm. And you, uh, Riley is your broker. And Mm -hmm. uh, you ask Riley, what do I do now? He says, well, very comfortably, just come back in three months. That's all. So Colton comes back to your office in three months and he looks you straight in the eye. He's like, yeah, how's my, how's my portfolio going? Um, Well, we're down about 20%. Well, what's that mean? Well, your 5,000 now is only worth 4,000. Okay. That's okay, Riley. I trust you. Now what do I do? Well, you come back in three months and see me again. And that's my point. Mm. Okay, It's all about investing. It's all about trusting. You waited three months to come back to Riley. Your portfolio went from 5,000 to 4,000. Riley's not nervous. You're not nervous. You're trusting the process. Okay. In sports gambling, if you're a hundred dollar player and you went zero and five, now you're down five fifty. If someone's deep pockets, they're saying I can't lose six, seven, eight, nine, and ten in a row. They're going to take their dollar plays and they're going to move them up to a buck fifty or even two dollars because now they're chasing. And that's why I always say Sundays is quicksand Sunday. Mm. Okay, those billion dollar casinos and resorts are built on NFL Sundays. And it becomes a chase game. You got beat up all week. You got snuck it on Saturday. You step into the window on Sunday. You got four games on Sunday. You go one and three. Now the menu shrinks. And at four o'clock, you played the whole board. You go one and three there. Now it's Sunday night football. You got two games left. And generally what the public does is they bet the over and the favorite they don't care at that point they're they're schnockered they have no money to pay the man and they're hoping that the lakers or the clippers are playing at 10 o'clock so they can put a parlay together excellent 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 i uh we've had a lot of guests in the past um go on the track of money management but never really liked that before i really 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 appreciate that and i i think that is one of the most quintessential parts uh to get real smart there with a big word of uh sports betting is is really that uh that money management and and i loved i loved that you talked about having two three percent of your bankroll there's no reason if if you have a 250 dollars bankroll at the end of the day it doesn't matter this we're in this to make uh we're, we're in this racket to make a little bit of money but also entertainment and that adrenaline that juice at the end of the day so if you can get over the fact that 
oh, I had this one by 100 miles. I should have put 500 on this game. Wouldn't I do that? And just get okay with your one unit of maybe it is only 25. Maybe it is only 20. Maybe it is only 10 because that's only bankroll you got right now. But if you stay consistent, you get to that 56%, then we can start continuously raising them, continuously going too. So I love that. And one final thing before I kick it over to you, Mags, or back to you as well. Um, you said also, don't expect to win. I always joke with Mags. We joke with guests in the past. When you make a bet, you might as well just consider that a lost bet. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's wonderful. When that baby comes back to you, you get to run the ticket to the pay window. But at the end of the day, we got to pay a service fee to ride this ride. Uh, nice little dime service fee to even have a little fun and partake in it. And then at the end of the day, who even knows if it's going to come back or not? It's a 50-50 shot at the end of the day. You can have your edge, but who knows? So what did you have in uh, closing there? You, you, you said the key word entertainment so what ends up happening to 95 percent of the people is they come into these lanes they want to try to make a second stream of income they want to become professionals they want to be like you guys okay mm -hmm. how do i do it you try to explain to them this is the process this is how i did it and my big story to everyone is i made all the mistakes this is another reason why I created East Coast Sports Investors. I don't want anyone else to make the same mistakes. Mm. Let my mistakes that I've already paid for be a lesson. You don't have to go down those streets anymore. So what ends up happening is when people step into these lanes, the bottom line at the end of the week, not the day, the week is, they can justify this as entertainment. Ah, you know, because what happens is this, is if you're down $200, on sunday you're looking to get your 200 dollars back and not pay the man usually what happens is by the end of that day you've now lost six seven eight hundred dollars mm. now let's flip it you're up 200 going into sunday you know what the usual person says it's a free swing i got a chance to really hurt the man i got a free swing on sunday instead of saying that's my money i'm 24 hours away from collecting on Monday. We're not wired that way. Mm. It's the free swing. Let's mm. turn that 200 into 2000. How can I do it best? Okay. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to put 150 aside for envelope Monday. That's my money. I earned that this week. And mm. let's play around with the 50 bucks. And at the end of the day, if I lose, I had my action for the day and night. And I know on Monday I'm collecting 150. But most, the majority of people are not wired like that. Absolutely. It's it's not only a uh, a numbers game. It's also a very cerebral mental side of the game as well when it comes to sports betting. So I appreciate that too, Jeff. Loads of wise words. You see it down there. Nothing but it. Partner, keep it moving. Keep it grooving. What do you got over there in that box? Jeff, switching gears a little bit here, as far as, you know, looking ahead to certain lines, the last week or so, we've obviously seen a lot of uh, college football games with lines on them, whether that's bowl games, semifinal games, but it's weeks in advance. Whether it's that or, you know, any of these other sports that come out with lines as early as that, how important, if at all, and maybe it's not to you, how important to you is looking ahead and whether it's making those plays or at least taking stock in those lines at this point in the game when those games are weeks away from us? Absolute great question, Riley, because I, yeah, we're good friends with the people at Circa. And mm -hmm. I, I always talk to Dave about this is when we're getting ready for the Sunday NFL games, uh, right around 2, 3 in the afternoon, Mr. Metcalf, Mr. Benson uh, put out their saturday college games for the mm. week and they get a head start on it and what i like they they got their handful of sharps they're allowed up to two dimes so they're set in the market so if circus off uh, a tad here maybe the first four or five guys come they're all whacking this side they know once they release that line to the public where the sharp side is it's not always the right side but you'll see on social media a lot of the so-called experts talking about uh, CLV, talking about EV, because they got the number at six. By the time it came public, we got it at 10. So now you have to decide, hey, I really love that side. Well, yeah, I loved it at six. Do you really love it at 10? So so uh, futures, um, we talked uh, at length uh, at ECSI. Uh, I was in Vegas with Dave uh, in August, uh, Georgia plus 800. And before mm. they even kicked that game off against Clemson, it went down to plus 600. And I asked Dave, I'm like, Dave, why did that happen? He goes, well, two things. He says, probably most likely 
that the people that are on Clemson for that game says, hey, I can take a bite at the apple with Georgia plus 800 uh, and get a great odds and have a live future. And if they do beat Clemson and I'm getting it eight to one value uh, that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, you know, I think Clemson opened at four and a half and went, might have closed at three and a half and Georgia won the game. You know, the history mm-hmm. or it was given Clemson backers at that time, a, a buyback spot as once. So you, what you said is so good. The look ahead lines are great. A lot of people don't have the deep pockets, uh, especially let's say NBA futures, NCAA futures, NBA, M- M- whatever it is, home run derby, home run, to tie up your money for eight, eight months, six months. Um, if you if you got a local online account, let's just say with a two dime limit a week, and you want to put in a thousand dollars worth of futures, well, you better have a good um, guy that's in charge of you has to say, hey, I got a thousand dollars worth of futures here tied up. Can you get me back to my 2000 that I can play for the week? But I think they're huge, especially what we do and how we read the market. It allows us to see, all right, here's what the opening line is. And, and it allows us to follow it the rest of the week or two weeks or even, you know, a couple months. I was going back and forth with Jeff um, on the Alabama Cincinnati guy line. He says, do you have a look ahead line? I had it at 13 and a half. He opened it at 13. I had Georgia at nine and a half. They opened it at nine. And, mm. and most shots opened it at seven and a half. And, and, and I, I tell you what, I, I love this Georgia team. I, I think it was the best thing that could have happened for them uh, because Alabama was in a must. Um, Georgia was already in. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying they want to knock Alabama out. But my point is, there's no way in hell if they receive each other in six weeks that Alabama is going to put up 30 or 40 points, number one, number two. Number two, I'll just say it this way. Michigan's a great story. They've had a hell of a year, and I think they've been overlooked. The winner of the Georgia-Michigan game is your national champ. Really? Okay. Hey, all right. So do you think in that case, then, does Michigan have a shot in hell, or are we going to be singing the praises of the Dogs' defense come uh, a couple weeks from now? What's scary to me, uh, I respect Circus so much. They put up the 9.5. Everyone else put up the 7.5. Right. What I would say very simply is this. Why not take a swing at the apple at the eight to one on Michigan to win the national title? Okay. Uh, you've got in game against Georgia. You can uh, still play the Georgia side if you wanted to at any point. You got Georgia right now at plus 140 as well uh, to win the title. My point is. I expect Georgia to win the game, but I don't think they're going to run and hide here. I respect Michigan that much. What they did to Ohio State two Saturdays ago, if that wasn't an eye-opener, and to come in against Iowa and Mm. not be flat. They weren't flat, and that was the perfect storm to be flat. And so I I like Georgia to win it all. I I do. But I, I can't disrespect anyone that wants to take a bite at the apple with the Wolverines plus 800. Most definitely. And uh, Mags, if yet before you have any closing thoughts, there's one thing you said in there. Um, shout out all of our guys at Circus Sports. Shout out Jeff. Shout out our guy, uh, the Sportsbook Consigliere. Uh, obviously, friend of the show, friend of TTL, friend of Jeff's down there. Uh, one of our best connections we have in the industry. We appreciate him so much. Um, you mentioned a little something, little all the guys want to talk about closing line value popped into my head instantaneously. Uh, so we always got to give a nice little CLV shout out <laughs> trash can uh, to the old sports book consigliere popped into my head. Um, but yeah, I, I loved your answer. Everything there, Max, did you have any closing thoughts for uh, that one there? No, not really. I was uh, really interested as far as the, you know, cause I agree with you. I think, I guess the winner of that game should win the national championship but i do i am full in agreement with you that i think it's going to be georgia uh and i i said that the other day on the show i i don't if anything it's going to be a really really good game if georgia and alabama see each other again i didn't really understand a lot of the hate that was coming georgia's way after that game and uh obviously it didn't look great but i think they'll bounce back for sure and that and that's what killed me real bad i don't like to spit venom especially on twitter or social media i i, I keep my timeline pretty clean okay but when i see people on big stages that are highly respected spewing out of the side of the neck i knew that georgia team was overrated i told you guys all year that they were over i'm like guys 
you, you're not looking at the whole picture here. You're really not. Alabama hats off. They had a hell of a game. They're in the final four. Okay, please, I took a snapshot of your timeline. Okay, I'll be back in six weeks. The question is, will you have that deleted or will we talk about it in six weeks? Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Uh, well, continuing to switch gears just a little bit here. We're uh, actually time got away here about 45 minutes. So uh, maybe this will be one of the uh, last rabbit holes we get into before we uh, get all of your social media and everywhere we can follow you at. Um, and then maybe we have to uh, get a little JD V3 Jeff Dawson or V2 Jeff Dawson volume two in the works uh, after this. I, I got about a half a dozen more questions I could still ask. We've already been uh, down a 45 minute rabbit hole. So I really wanted to hit here. I wanted to make sure we stopped here for sure um, because if anybody knows you, they know you're a big college basketball guy. If they know us, they know me as the mid-major king. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mags obviously uh, absolutely kills it when he uh, puts out his college basketball cards too. So I would say we have... uh, three college basketball sharps in uh, in one area here. So I wanted to ask you, because um, there's been a few things I've been able to pull, but it's still pretty early. We know that. But as far as college basketball betting goes, um, what are some of kind of the key numbers? Um, obviously, there's uh, the Ken Palm type of stuff, more of those statistical type things. What are some of maybe those key numbers you've really been able to pull that mean a lot? Or maybe just some um, uh, just overall betting advantages, maybe lines opening in certain spots, some of those trap spots that you've been able to see. Anything like that at all so far in the season? I first would like to say uh, my oldest daughter, Caitlin, is wrapping up her final year at UConn, and I am a season ticket holder to oh, the yeah. basketball team. Uh, I am two and a half hours away from Gamble and three hours away from Hartford in the XL Center. But I'm, I'm a, when the big games are there, I'm there. Otherwise, I donate my tickets to the kids and stuff. Uh, so I, I got them because of the Big East. Obviously, they're back in the Big mm-hmm. East. Give me a chance to see my daughter more. Um, so you talked about Ken Palm. Uh, I look at Ken Palm a lot. Um, I'm a numbers guy. I'm an open and number guy. I- I'll take the open and number. I'll take the bets. I'll take where the money's going. I'll take it a step further. Uh, team totals. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the team totals add up. Uh, where am I missing something? And now you dig into the game itself. Uh, you know, I think if we went back 13 days ago, the Zags were already in the final four. And it was just a matter of where they playing in on Monday. And then in comes, uh, uh, what was it, Duke? And then Alabama. Duke, yeah. I, that Alabama team, let me, oh, they beat UCLA. So I'll give them props, they beat UCLA. But my point is, um, Duke got, got to them. And then Alabama is one of those damn teams. If they're on, just forget about it. You, you mm-hmm. might as well just shut the light out. Because th- that team gets going. Hot. And they, they, they are, if you're going against them, uh, uh, last year in the tournament, they were playing someone. I was going against them, and uh, we were up uh, 16-4, and I was in, in Vegas. I was walking down the strip. Next look I looked, I think it was 30-20 to 20 Alabama, and I knew it was all done. I mean, you just blink. I couldn't even get from Caesars, I think, over to the Plaza or something, and I was already down 10. So I, I we use Sports Insight. We use uh, Don Best, uh, a free – Spot is wagertalk.com. Kelly and those guys have an amazing one-stop shop in there. You can dig into everything there. Shout uh, out. Shout out yeah. for sure. Shout uh, out wagertalk. Pregame.com, uh, where they have four or five casinos and numbers that you can dig in actual bets where the money's moving. Um, I follow a lot of sharp people on social media. Uh, I have a lot of uh, interaction with people in Vegas. Um, I follow you both. So there's nothing that I don't miss. Um, I think, especially in college, I mean, I think, honestly, you can be persuaded to either side. That's why Mm -hmm. the number to me is so big. Hey, you can say, um, like, UConn opens up in a couple days, uh, uh, two-point dogs at West Virginia. They're Mm -hmm. missing Martin. They're missing uh, Singoa. Uh, I I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell in winning that game. But it's not the same West Virginia team. But, you know, you're getting pretty good price on UConn, who's, what, 8-1, and one, and uh, getting plus points. But right. you guys especially, I, Mr. Mid-Major, you know, <laughs> I'm going to flip the script. What do you guys do? I love what it. You- I, I absolutely love it. So um, kick things off. Um, you talked about Ken Palm, too. That's obviously huge. So I 
how I don't know why, but mid-major basketball just does it for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the <laughs> Michigan Indianas. I love the Villanovas and the Yukons. I love it. I love the big ball too. But there is something about a Quinnipiac and Fairfield game that just gets me going, Jeff. It gets me going. And as a college basketball better, I found over the course of handicapping now two seasons is that I found I'm more of an underdog better. I'm more of a give me a three and a half, a four and a half, maybe a five and a half. That seems wrong. I think that dog should be favored. And I really like that. It, it takes me a lot, and you better follow it if I'm taking it, if I'm laying some type of chalk, because I found some type of edge because I just I don't like doing it. I, I like uh, undervalued dogs. I like taking them, and then maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line too. As far as Ken Palm goes, one thing that I've really been finding with that is – off the uh, both OR and DR percent, so both uh, offensive rebounding percentages for those, those have played really large, the hustle stats. The turnovers have played really, really large. Again, the hustle stats. I always look at free throws. I don't typically, um, like especially for the smaller spreads, you know, the one to two to threes, I love looking at free throws, some of the numbers in that uh, area. And then outside of that, um, I also big shout out to Odd Shark too. Odd Shark does a uh, free; they do their free computer picks, and not a hundred percent of the time, shit, maybe even not eighty percent of the time, they're pretty doggone spot on. We, uh, I don't want to say that's that's where I start my handicapping, but I definitely uh, open that bad boy up. And okay, I like Fairfield plus one and a half. Oh shit, they're projected to beat them by twenty. Okay, I got to look into this just a little bit more. So that's that's one thing I've really been able to find, or a couple things rather. Max, how about you, my man? I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to hear this too. The deep dark secrets of Mister Magnuson's oh, handicapping. Let's go. <laughs> no, I mean I, a lot of what Colton just said as well. But I, the only thing I would add, and I think Colton would agree, and we've had a lot of people on the show mention this, is especially with college sports, is limit your field of who you you know, kind of watch and understand. Cause I, I, Colton dives, dives a lot deeper than I do at mid-major, but I still have a couple mid-major conference conferences that I keep close tabs on and I feel strongly about. And then I'm also the uh, big conference uh, better as far as college basketball. But again, I kind of limit myself. I'm a huge big 10 guy, football and basketball, but as far as football and basketball in the Pac-12, I'll sprinkle in some bets here and there, but uh, you know, I just don't watch and I don't dive into them as much because obviously there's only so much that you can stay on top of. And I, you know, I kind of stick to the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and then a handful of these mid-major conferences. So honestly, a lot of what Colton just said, as well as uh, the only set you didn't mention, partner, is team rankings. Uh, you know, which Ken Palm, if you have the Ken Palm subscription, they have a lot of what that offers as well. But I, I really like that one as well. But I would say the biggest thing is just not, uh, you know, not trying to find value out of all 358 college basketball teams it's maybe cut it down to 100 or so you know <laughs> are, are you um i mean listen i mean the eye test i just i know it's early and stuff but purdue is absolutely wrong wagon, shit. wagon. Yeah, and uh the demise of michigan and uh illinois early any reason why so Illinois is kind of bouncing back a little bit. They actually just had a huge win uh, Monday night against Iowa on the road. Uh, as far as early on, they were missing Kofi Coburn for the first three games, and now he's back, and he's looking like potential player of the year candidate. I think they're going to get back. I mean, we're Illinois fans, so we're a little biased as far as they go. Um, so I think they're going to start bouncing back and looking really solid because I like Iowa too. But as far as Michigan, I, I actually, uh, time of recording, we'll see as far as when this comes out, if I'm right. I bet against them tonight against Nebraska on the spread. They just seem a little inconsistent. Again, that's another team you mentioned. When they're on, it's kind of, and maybe not as consistent as the team you mentioned as far as Alabama, but when they're on, I kind of see it as the same way. And then, you know, they've had those games where they're totally off and, you know, they can't they can't score 55, let alone 70 to win a game. So I'm still trying to figure them out. I, I We'll see if I sound smart tomorrow when this comes out or not. <laughs> Most Steph. Oh, uh, one thing too, partner, uh, in closing that you said, I think maybe that's why we're such a good tandem in giving out our college basketball picks is that you cover all those bigger ones and kind of stay out of the mid-major, and I honestly stay out of the bigger ones at the end of the day. I mean, my, my college basketball card today was, I think the biggest conference I might have had was the SWAC, and that's, that's as big as I got today. <laughs> and and you're, you're, both, uh, you're both sticking in the MSG. You're playing at MSG tonight. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely good. So, I appreciate, hey, I appreciate you giving us the floor, giving a little bit of sure. insight, and also <laughs> the uh, Mr. Jeff uh, running the show for us. How about that? And uh, also, another key stat popped into my head, effective field goal percent on Kempom. Mm -hmm. That's also really important. Offense and defensively, I really, really like looking into effective field goal percent because you can have 
a terrible adjusted efficiency margin on both sides of the ball. And then you see in the in the top 50 in effective field goal percent on offense and defense. And it says, OK, maybe we're due for a little positive regression here. or Something's coming. What what does this number mean? So, hey, there you go. You just got all types of stats left, right and center. <laughs> uh, Jeff, anything uh, in closing on college basketball? Anything else popped into your head there? You guys made some great points, and the same with the Ken Palm. Ken Palm's always a blessing Mm. uh, for us as well. Uh, But I think you really hit uh, you you two as a team. You know, it's a great duel because of the fact that, you know, we try to stay away from the big games because, you know, those are usually when the numbers are their sharpest. Mm. Uh, uh, So you try to find the cracks and stuff. And I'm on a show in, uh, in L.A. on. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, and, and we're always talking about the Friday night, the Manhattans versus the Siennas and the Oh, field. yeah. Oh, speak yeah. my language, Jeff. Speak my language, Jeff. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, and those are the high holes because yeah. no one talks about them and no one even looks at them. And um, so it's interesting. And, and, and the other thing that it's real hard is staying away or separating the public trendy dog, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when it's a dog and everyone likes him, oh my God, I'm getting four points with these guys and I can get them plus 135 on the money night. You talk about sprinkling a little. And when you start to hear everyone's on them, I'll just throw this out tonight because I try to stay away from the big games, okay? But um, tonight, Tennessee against um, Texas Tech, okay? The line opened at two and a half. The real number was four. It's at four. It's going to four and a half. Everyone on social media talking about Texas Tech. Everyone's talking about them, uh, not just to win, uh, not plus the four, four and a half on the money line. Okay. I just say, just beware there. That's all. When you start to hear that, it's like, you know, hey, grab your popcorn, grab an extra beer, and then enjoy it, you know? I love it. Uh, it would just so happen that uh, early this morning, before it turned into a big, wet, stinky, nasty, disgusting public <laughs> dog, Jeff, I did give out Texas Tech as a best bet. Now it's turning into just the social media plays galore. I've been seeing that and was hoping I could avoid that being out in the world. But thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hopefully uh, their first overall ranking and rebounds can uh, get something done for me. Hopefully they clean the glass up tonight. We have uh, fingers crossed. I, I'm a little bit worried now okay, coming from your side of the screen. I cannot lie but I digress all right holy cow 56 minutes with the legendary Jeff Dawson of East Coast Sports Investors Um, I'm sure there is plenty of other rabbit holes we could dive into and um, I know we are probably definitely going to have to get a uh, a JDV2 getting in the works here after recording so um, that is all from my side of the screen partner anything else from you you had uh, burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul you needed to get out good sir. No, sir. This was a fantastic interview. I loved, uh, loved your time, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my hearts. Most definitely. I absolute plus. This is what I enjoy. This is what I love. Uh, again, I don't have a script. If I do, I, I, I do. <laughs> and, and, and the point is it's coming straight from the heart. It, it's coming yeah. straight from the 45 years of experience. It's coming from what I do on a daily basis. It's its not a job if you enjoy what you're doing, period, end of discussion. And, and well, if you're so good, you wouldn't be giving out picks, blah, blah, blah. Why not? I was taught at a young age to give back. Hmm. I like to give, not receive. So if I can help someone else, then that's what I'm doing. That's it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, I'm with you there, partner. Thank you so much, Jeff, for your time, your wise words, knowledge, insights. Uh, we will definitely get this all clipped up, sent over to you too, um, in addition. But before we get everybody out of here, we close out episode number three of season two. Please, my friend, where can we follow you on your social medias? Uh, where can we catch you, all of your trends, insights, analysis, your content, everything in between? Okay. Uh, on Twitter, EC Sports Invest, um, IG um what else ig facebook it's at jeff dawson east coast sports investors uh you can send us an email at east coast sports investors at gmail.com uh we're trying to build up uh, a youtube and a twitch the long-term long-term goal is to get on the twitch get some actual live streaming where we could sit together and start talking as the games are going on and maybe help some people on some in-game wagering, some halftime strategies. That's the long-term goal. 
hint, hint, guys, if you guys are looking for a little something, something on, uh, you know, some nights or weekends to do. Um, but, yeah, go to YouTube and Twitch at East Coast Sports Investors as well. Uh, I owe you guys the honor and the, uh, the privilege. It's been an absolute blast. V2, V3, whatever you need, I'm always available. <laughs> Sign him up. Sign him up. He's here. Let's go. We are in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, honestly, um, from the bottom of our hearts. I I know uh, it, it means a lot to us as, as creators to grow the community, not only the sports gaming community, but the sports gaming, the media behind it, what we do, the work we put in. And uh, you said uh, raise to give back. And, and that's what we do ultimately with Wise Words. We we uh, we don't do this to try and, and bring a name. Obviously, it is kind of helping. We are getting a little bit bigger as we <laughs> start to talk a few people. But we do this because we respect the hell out of you guys and guys like you, Jeff, and what you've done in the industry and cutting your teeth for decades before we even were a twinkle in our daddy's eye or even a thought in this industry whatsoever. So that's why we do it. We want to generate the community. We want to show everybody the, the guys that we have ultimate respect for and why we do so. Thank you once again so much. We appreciate the hell out of you from the bottom of our hearts, my friend. Outside of that, partner, one final ask before we get on out of here. Anything say you from your side of the box? No, sir. I am ready to get this thing wrapped up. All right. Well, you know us mainly on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, you see it down there in the ticker now at EC Sports Invest. You can follow the legendary Jeff Dawson, our third guest of season two of the Wise Words Pod. As always. To all of you that decided to stop by on this gorgeous Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. We can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, get some of the best insights, knowledge, analysis, everything in between on the market from some of the brightest, sharpest, and most electric names in the industry. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. And hey, partner, as always, let's cash some tickets.